Welcome to Health from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Hartwell, a licensed naturopathic doctor and registered herbalist on a mission to catalyze your autoimmune healing journey. I'll show you the tools and how you can grow. Here we go. Today, we will be talking about one of the largest organs in our body, and it actually gets subjected to so much unknowing damage. So it's really important, especially as we head into the summertime, particularly in the desert southwest. It is a pretty heinous summer here um, with degree essentially digits for Fahrenheit in the three digits. So it gets pretty hot, pretty intense sun exposure. Um, the hours of the day in which you want to be exposed to the sun change greatly for your protection. So let's just dive right into that. I am talking about the skin. And the skin is composed of all of these different layers, um, but the outermost layer can tell you so much about your internal health. It's pretty incredible. So some of the ways that we can protect our skin, because it's, it's essentially like our suit, right? It's the human suit that we wear. And when we're not properly protecting it, um, and also properly surveying it to make sure that if we have any abnormal lesions, um, we want to be able to preempt trouble before it manifests into anything big, right? That's that's the key to all of that. So making sure that we're taking a look at every inch of the body, um, following up on any abnormal moles or growths that have come up um, or red spots or rashes, things that come and go as well can indicate um, underlying conditions. So it's always important to get to the bottom of all of that. And let's dive into a little bit about that. So to protect your body and skin from the sun, we have so many different options. There's long sleeve clothes, long sleeve pants, hats. You can get hats that are mirror visors or hats that are baseball caps that cover the scalp because that can be a frequent place where people get sunburned without recognizing it. Or wide brimmed hats, um, depending on, you know, your aesthetic and how important this is to you. I myself have some pretty, um, I think they're fabulous hats that are very wide brimmed um, because I do tend to go outside a lot and in these conditions with this um, high sun intensity, we're getting exposed to a lot of different light and I have been out with so many sunburns um, and I did so much to preempt that but a lot of what I was doing um, like in the beach in Mexico or um, lots of outdoorsy stuff as I was growing up, lots of pool time. In the process of all of that, I was getting exposed to so much sun. I would even wear socks to make sure that my feet didn't get sunburned and sometimes inevitably they would. Um, so there is a lot of damage that is created when we do get sunburns. Um, that's That could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But the reason why it's important to wear sun protection um, 
it, you could even go so far as wearing umbrellas or gloves for your hands if you're worried about abnormal skin aging. Um, all of these things are really valid concerns, especially if you um, spend a lot of time inside and you don't get exposed to sun. So when you do, you know that you're going to burn. Limiting activities, which you inevitably will get burned. And for some people, um, you know, that that's not to say that if you get burned, then you're out of luck. There are so many things that you can do to remedy the damage um, and preemptively things that you can take and cover up. So um, there's that external sun protection and then also the classic sunscreen Um, there are a number of different things to consider with your sunscreen that could be an entire podcast in and of itself as far as analyzing the ingredients Um, you know the differences between SPF 30 and SPF 100 the differences between spraying and applying topically with your hands the difference between absorbent and non-absorbent where your face is basically Um, the same color as whatever sunscreen you're using because it's not getting absorbed into the skin very well. Um, There are pluses and minuses to each of these, and it would really be best to seek a provider's information um, and advice to make sure that you're getting what's tailored for you and your skin, your level of activity, your level of outdoor exposure. Um, Definitely a consideration uh, as well, Um, especially if you're really outdoors, right? Like if you if you're like me and you like to go rock climbing and backpacking and kayaking and sailing, uh, when you introduce the element of water, whether it's with sweat or um, a body of water that you're getting into, those are all really important considerations for how your body is going to be absorbing or um, also this the water. If you're that's a whole other thing. Are you using waterproof sunscreen did you wait an adequate amount of time before getting into the body of water so that it could be absorbed I was swimming with someone um, in just like a classic chlorinated pool and he put it put sunscreen on his scalp Um, he shaves his head he put sunscreen on his scalp and then hopped right into the water and I was like wait a second that's not even it hasn't even had a chance to absorb Um, You're just going to wash that right off. So those are all considerations, right? And each product is going to have separate instructions based on the ingredients. And um, so, so many things to consider here. The next thing beyond actual external protection would be internal protection in the form of nutrients. Um, So when you want healthy skin moving away from necessarily sun damage. That light damage is just one example of damage. You also want to consider your food sources. Are you eating quote-unquote clean food? Are you eating food that nourishes your body and nourishes your skin? Um, do you have collagen in your diet? Are you, are you actively um, eating vitamin E-rich foods, vitamin C-rich foods? Uh, are you actively consuming other antioxidants? And then... Um, anti-inflammatory fats as well and minimizing your sugar intake um are you reaching for a lot of processed foods or are you reaching for more whole foods uh what's what seems to be serving your body and your skin best there's also a whole other aspect of this um in the form of mindset so a lot of times when we think about Um, our skin and the different ways that skin conditions can present 
there is a real concern for mindset issues. Um, are you happy in life or are you constantly protecting yourself in life or like creating shields? Are you hypersensitive? Are you prone to like an urticarial rash or hives? Um, if you're angry, uh, do you suddenly get acne or do you find yourself tending toward um, foods that you notice are associated with your um skin condition whether it's eczema or psoriasis or uh those are like the most classic um so are you are you choosing ways of showing up for yourself and your mindset that um you're using nutrition or lack of nutrition to um chase and and quell or are you confronting things like your stress are you because high cortisol can be associated with different um, conditions and that's a whole other discussion that I'll, I'll hop into in a little bit. Um, another consideration, to be honest, is your detox process. So the skin is an incredible place, um, like the mucous membranes, the mucus that we expel. That is a great way of getting rid of toxins. So if something is showing up on the external layer of your skin, it could be your body's way of detoxifying. So if it's showing up on your skin, it might mean that um, you're having issues processing in your liver or your gut or some other organ system is under stress and duress. So how can we support the gut um, and heal possibly leaky gut syndrome or under underlying inflammation or a food sensitivity? Is there a food trigger? And this is a little bit different than necessarily an IgE uh, allergic response. There are other immunoglobulins to measure as far as sensitivities. It's not that you'll go into a full anaphylactic shock. It's just that you might get tired or sleepy or have an abnormal heart rate or skin presentation quite frequently after consuming certain foods. Probably one of the number one food sensitivity in adults is um, dairy milk. So that's a consideration. Maybe, th maybe that's not serving you and that's just it doesn't mean that everyone is going to have the same sensitivities. Definitely get this checked. Um, get lab work, get blood work drawn, get to the root cause of if your gut is inflamed, and then undergo a healing process so that you're properly detoxifying through your bowel and your urine. And then the liver. Um, hormones are quite frequently processed in the liver and the adrenal glands. And if you have adrenal fatigue or you have underlying liver issues like fatty liver disease and things of that nature and your liver is not operating properly, it might show up in lipids. You might see that you have abnormal lipid levels or abnormal liver enzymes and this is all based on blood work. Then we could have another indication that your liver is not working properly and so your hormones might not be transferred properly either. So if you have abnormal levels of different types of hormones you may be more prone to acne like cystic acne or you may be more prone to um, mood outbursts and then and then because of your mood outbursts you're more likely to um, support yourself and uh, eat differently than you maybe normally would have the classic example would be a patient of mine who sometimes gets angry or upset by something and so she goes and eats a like little mini tub of ice cream and then she has all this, these 
acne comedones, uh, these raised pimples that begin after directly after that. And then, of course, uh, she has, in her case, a lot of GI discomfort as well, uh, gastrointestinal discomfort and issues um, with constipation. And so it, it's so multifaceted, like when you don't feel well. And so many of these neurotransmitters are being created in the gut and then your gut's not properly processing things. And then maybe you have, um, you know, too much aromatizing or what have you from, um, your sex hormone center in the adrenal glands. And then the liver then doesn't process them properly. And then they build up in other organ systems or fat cells, um, that they shouldn't be. It, there's so many facets to medicine. It's just like being a doctor is honestly just being a, a detective, um, being like Sherlock Holmes all the time. It's, it's really amazing. So find a provider that can connect those dots for you, um, whether it's endometriosis or PCOS or ovarian cysts or um, stagnation in other places. Do you tend toward being a cystic person with cystic acne? Is it on one side of the body more than another? Do we need to open up um, your energy channels and in uh, and, and your way of showing up in the world? Are you fully embracing each component of being an energetic being and then your lymph tissue when we get to your lymphatic flow um, I frequently bring up you know there's a statistic something like 80% of breast cancer is first diagnosed by axillary lymph nodes that are inflamed or swollen and those lymph nodes in the axilla when I'm talking sorry when I say axilla I'm referring to the armpit um, and those lymph chains are uh downstream essentially not physically downstream but it's it's a portion of where the lymph gets expelled um, along those ducts that in the duct work of um, the mammary ducts in the situation of breast cancer so that's super important do you have fibrotic lymph nodes from previous infections are you properly is your lymph properly flowing or do you tend to be prone to swelling if you get the slightest bit sick are you doing like lymphatic massages sauna taking the adequate herbs to make sure that your body's processing everything properly. Things as easy as constitutional hydrotherapy and contrast hydrotherapy can be really beneficial. Um, do you have clean water? Are you, you know, in the, that's probably a huge thing in the Phoenix Valley is we actually tend toward hard water. And in this tendency, a lot of times folks don't even, aren't even aware of it. Um, so is your water being properly filtered? Is, your, is every time you step into the shower, do you find that you have a rash? Maybe a shower filter um, would be beneficial. And you can look up in each city, you can look up what your municipal water reading is. There is a breakdown of all the different chemicals you could be getting exposed to. And inherently, there are a number of things that are kind of toxic, but they are at non supposedly non-toxic levels in the municipal water. But having an idea of your home and the piping um, and how you're getting exposed to that and if filtration is necessary. And that includes not, not only just external, but internal. The water you're intaking, um, there are a lot of discussions. We could do an entire podcast about that. Wow. Maybe we will one day. But if you take a look at your water 
and you see particles in it, that's a definite sign you should filter it, right? And then you know, choosing the right filter, some filters actually expose you to aluminum. Other filters take out all of the nutrients in the filtration process, even those good nutrients that we do need, and you end up with basically distilled water. And then you can have electrolyte imbalances, so it could be important to reintroduce um, certain nutrients and trace minerals into the water so that you're making sure that your body, your blood, and your bones are healthy. Um, so the human body is a fine-tuned machine, and when we're inputting things, even things such so simple as water, um, and there's the whole idea that water has memory, and is your water being taken care of? Um, that kind of brings us into our environmental section, um, I guess before I get there, though, I should mention, you know, hydration is really, really important. Making sure that you don't have super dry skin turgor, um, that your skin isn't flaking and shedding um, because you are so dry. Um, and then also you want to make sure that you're not really damp or you don't get eczema, like dishydratic eczema after you get exposed to water. Or um, There are just so many different skin concerns to have in your awareness as far as um, these stressors and, and clean water being one of them. Um, so then also your environment. Um, I have a number of patients who have um, wrinkle lines around their lips from decades of smoking. And so um, that's a consideration as far as wrinkles and sagging of skin. There's a huge component to environmental factors like the sun and uh, tobacco smoke and cigarette smoke and um, a number of considerations include endocrine disrupting, um, which also has plays a role in your liver detoxification and um, the way that your body is processing hormones. There are a lot of times our beauty products, whether it is makeup or hair shampoo or conditioner or... Um, even lotion, um, things can appear uh, on the package. They can say things like natural and uh, clean, and their ingredients could say, you know, all natural. And then you go look up what that might mean, and it's kind of the Wild West when it comes to the, to the beauty product industry. There are a number of concerning products that are marketed to be very clean for you and you would not be able to perceive um, just how unhealthy they are and how they can appear as estrogens in the body um, and that you're absorbing which can increase your risk for uh, numerous cancers so always making sure you know that you are talking to your providers about those products and if they aren't if they don't feel comfortable advising you then definitely bring on someone to work integratively so that you are getting advised about all of the things that you put into your body, not just food and water and pharmaceuticals and supplements, but also um, these products that are applied. And for some women, you know, there's, and, and even men, if you're non-binary, there are a number of folks out there using uh, makeup products, to say the least, not to mention facial washes, body washes, cleansers, lotions, sunscreens every day and not having an awareness that there could be toxic ingredients or ingredients that are they're reacting to like rosacea um, or other lesions um, and it all has to do with the cleanliness of that product, the ingredients in that product. 
So ultimately, there are so many ways to take care of your skin, whether it's sun protection, um, internal nutrients, topical nutrients, um, different types of firming serums and microneedling treatments, aesthetic treatments, um, different types of neurotoxins like Botox or uh, mindset, um, making sure you're taking care of your body and its detoxification pathways, its rest, um, detoxification including uh, the gut and the liver, especially the hormones and lymph, and then making sure that what you are putting in your body like water and um, nutrition are of the um, utmost quality and then what you're exposing yourself to environmentally like endocrine disrupting beauty products or um, if you're smoking or you live in a house of smokers um, we didn't even touch upon you know some of the havoc um, of blood blood sugar issues that can arise from things like excessive high glycemic foods or alcohol and all of that that your body sometimes has to decompress from so the world of skin is complicated and there are so many things that you could do to support yourself and your body so please take note and consider all of those hi there thanks for tuning in let us know what you think of the show by writing a review in itunes If you screenshot before submitting, before it gets lost in the abyss for review, and send to us at drlilyhartwell at gmail.com, we'll send you a free guided breathwork. May you go on with your day in joy.